0: One thing they tried to do was focus more, not so much on promoting ID as just simply attacking evolution. Another thing they promoted was academic freedom, the idea of promoting laws that would allow teachers, allow creationist teachers to teach creationism, irregardless of its scientific merits.
1: Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves Really? Internet Airwaves?
0: It's, it's okay, you can just do it. It's Just, just say Internet Airwaves, it sounds really cool.
1: Alright, sorry, I'm just
0: Internet Airwaves
1: Okay then, please welcome to the Internet Airwaves your host, Mark Scalia
0: And we're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. We are your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless, and we're back another week live as always. I'll be honest with you. I had a I had a tough day. It just it just I I you know something. I'm, let's just get into it. Let's right just let's, let's not even mess us not even, I was gonna say let's not even fuck around. Let's not even mess around. Let's not even fuck around. Let's get to the happening now monologue.
2: Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? That's it. When? Just now. we It now now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon.
0: <laughs> so, this is the happening now monologue like where I get to vent a little bit. It may be funny. It may not be. But it's just something. Just the shit that's been on my mind this week. So, Here's the thing. Uh, we just celebrated a long weekend, and uh, if there are any veterans uh, listening, which I hope there are, uh, well, I kind of hope there are. I, <laughs> You know, that's a philosophical discussion for another time, why we need met veterans. or, uh, But uh, happy Memorial Day. I hope everybody was a, a safe, enjoyable Memorial Day. Um, but we just got through a long weekend, and because it's a short week, things get fucked up. It, it, things get fucked up. I lost my voice over the weekend. I'm starting to get starting to get stronger now. I sound very strange. I'm sure to you guys, um, but it's just because it's a short week. Things have been kind of fucked up, and uh, my back is still gone. I don't know. It's just you know. I'm, I, was, I wish I had done something worthy. I really do. I wish I was like, oh, he's he's saved my baby, and I'm like, no, I was plugging in a fucking plug. What? Oh, it doesn't even. So it's just, you know, I've given it exercises. I've been doing my PT. uh, And like exercise at my age is completely. It's not exercise when I was a kid. I was a kid, man. Exercise was part of the program. It was so enjoyable. It was part of it. There was recess during school. Um, It was always, you know, volleyball, hanging out with the guys, uh, volleyball or softball, playing a game, something like that. But now exercise is something you got to do. It's like a task. And I just, I'm not good at it anymore. (laughs) I'm just not good at it. And, and speaking of exercise, I was considering um, buying an Xbox because <laughs> that's exercise for me. Um, I have a PS2 that I, I, a good friend of mine, a good neighbor. Um, my house was broken into two years ago, and my PlayStation and my Xbox was stolen. And he had he just got a PS4 or whatever three, and he gave me his two. So I've had it for all this time, but I, I'm i want to upgrade my game system, and I was thinking about getting an Xbox. And I'm like, well, let me go downstairs and play my playstation and i did and the playstation was actually pretty cool i started playing god of war which i completely love that game it's a fantastic game and they have the third one which can't play unless you have a ps3 or a ps4 so i decided the next thing and maybe you guys can you know do this the next time you're on the fence about buying something whether it's a game or a video or a movie or something like that um, go to youtube check it out because i watched the walkthrough of the entire game now it was like five hours and I watched it over a couple days. It's not like I'm, you know, just sitting in my underwear, just, you know, having, you know, with a bowl of popcorn, just watching God of war. Um, and they have commercials in it too, because it breaks. Um, I mean, I'm in my underwear now because it's hotter than hell up here. But anyway, um, there's a graphic and that's why it's radio. Um, but I, I watched the whole thing and the ending was very anticlimactic and I'm like, I'm glad I didn't buy this fucking game. I did. Uh, what Chris uh, oh and if you're online, uh, let me welcome my online chatters. Uh the two that I recognize are Chris and Karen. Uh and let's see. Chris and Karen, please let's see. I just bought a second one yesterday. Call me and you can get my back my backup Xbox. Yeah, but I want to get a new Xbox One. I don't want a three sixty. I want a one. I want the new one. Besides I'm if I buy it, I'm gonna buy it with a Halo super pack, you know, all the Halo games. Um but it's, I totally, you know, so I'm thinking about buying an Xbox. Besides, some of the games I have on my computer are uh, Microsoft games. So uh, that's why I'm kind of leaning. But it saved me from buying a PS4. So that's my do not give it to him, Karen says. <laughs> why? I don't play that many games. Besides, games are either on a console or they're on a, a tablet or a phone, Android or whatever. Anyway, so um, in summers here, what the fuck? Where did the spring go? I mean... We did have a spring, you know, it was nice, but it was like three days, and a lot of it was kind of cold and still rainy, but it just it, it just all of a sudden goes to summer. And the weather, oh, my God. I was saying, I, you know, global warming, I don't think is a thing. It's really not the right thing. It is climate change, and the world is going through a climate change. Poor people in Texas, if you're listening and you're in Texas, uh, probably don't listen to radio. You probably want to fucking... You know, you got bigger things to do than listen to the show. I hate to say it, but um, uh, my, the, the heart of everybody goes out to the people in Texas. I got an uncle who lives in that area uh, just outside. So he's not in the affected area, but he's not too far away. And then I have friends in Houston. Again, close, but not as close. So, um, you know, hopefully everything will be well. And California, get some fucking rain. Gee, Christmas, just get some fucking rain. Uh Heart goes out to Texas. My heart is not all my exes are in Texas. Anyway. Uh, so that's the happening now monologue. And one more thing before uh, we uh, move on to the game. Uh, I have perfected this. It's, here you go, ladies and gentlemen. Here's your week inspiration. There is no I in team, but there's a couple in integrity. And at least one in shithead. That's this week's, there's your week week inspiration. Now that that's all settled, hey, ladies and gentlemen. And we got some more listeners. Jay just joined us and Cheryl joined us. And we have four uh, elsewhere. So uh, they're probably just not signing on using Facebook, which is fine. You want to be a stalker. We have a couple people on my website right now. I can see you. Um, (laughs) And if... And if you're listening this, um, listen to this uh, in the archived form, you're not listening live. You're listening uh, because it's, the archived has now been sent to iTunes. So thank you for listening to that as well. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to play a game I like to call Cover Me. That's uh, a preemptive. I changed the music. <laughs> cover yes, Cover Me, where I play a song uh, that you guys uh, may know. And then what happens is I play the original song, but we kind of play it like a little game. So if you're online and you do know who sang the original and the year, or, or the, if you know who, the artist of the original song or the year, any of that, I'll give you a cool sound if you know that. But here's the first one. This song was done by the Sundays in 1992. I don't know if anybody knows this Heard it from a friend. It's it's wild horses. It is wild horses by the Sunday, and of course Jay got the original. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Karen got the original. The Rolling Stones originally did it, 1971, almost 20 years earlier. Not very different. Yeah, a little because we want to hear Mick. If you want to kill your song, or kill yourself. This is a song to do it to, I think. I don't... <laughs> oh, User. User 60... That's my sister, I think. Phyllis is on. For some reason, I'm not showing everyone.
2: That's weird. Now, let me do a refresh.
0: Yeah, I'm not showing everybody. That's John J. All right, that's enough of that. So, so that's the first one. So uh, here you go. Uh, let's see. Karen, you got it right. I'll play this for you. Don't move. We're talking. I got you covered. Yeah, I got you covered. Everybody else, pick it up. Oh, Jay got it right, too. So, uh, Here's the second one. This was done in 1984. Come on. Artist and song. Come on, sing it with me. Al Pacino did a movie of the same t- some when title. Same title. When we met,
2: the of, who sang this, though, in 1984?
0: And please, no one type in Robert Plant. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> it is Robert Plant, but his. it's not the group. It's not the singer. It's the singer Robert Plant, but he sang with somebody else. The Honey Drippers, thank you. Who? No, no. Yes, the original song was done in 1959. Uh, 20, let's see, 30? Almost uh, 25 years later. Phil Phillips. And this is the song that they used in the Al Pacino
1: movie.
0: Come on, everybody. So that was Phil Phillips in 1959. And the final one, to cap it all off, you must remember this song. Read, read, <laughs> Gave it to you. Goes to and all you got to do. <laughs> it's got to be on the doo playlist. Yes, by UB40. How old you be? UB40. Oh. But did you know that the original was done 24 years earlier? You know who did it? Yeah, That's red right. Neil Diamond did the original. Fuck.
2: Go to my head. make me forget. everything that I, he
0: sings makes me want to kill myself i just, still need a it's soul. it's like oh i'm like even america red, is like red wine. you know it's like oh no 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 <laughs>
2: it's up to you
0: this is what i play when i sharpen my knives when somebody's in the basement and i'm like i'm coming to get you
1: <laughs> memories won't go
0: yeah, that was uh, it. Was actually very much from the Mad Men area, and Karen is still mourning from the, the ending of Mad Men. She's like, "Oh no." <laughs> anyway, but ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our first break, and we come back. We have a uh, very funny comic um, going to meet us or well, meet us. I'm going to call him. Someone's going to meet him, uh, and he's very funny, and we're going to have a lot of fun. So. I'm trying to pick out, again, maybe it's the humidity, maybe it's the the weird ending of God of War 3 that I watched on YouTube. I don't know. But, you know, I'm going to cheer up on the break. So you are listening to Radio Regardless. We'll be right
2: back. I've got a surprise for you. I guess I'm probably not the surprise you expected. They're back.
1: So what do you want to
0: do? <laughs> and police, still targeting them.
2: Get on the ground! no, no! Tonight, Dateline's hidden cameras are in an undercover house complete with a hot tub. So did you bring your uh, swim trunks? <laughs> you say that you're a pretty normal, horny old man. We talk about oral sex. <laughs> There's the internet addict who comes clean. I'm too old for this shit. And the Marine Sniper who comes armed. She
1: smells
2: sweet! She got everything! The
1: fuck that you're need! What's in store for these men? Chris Hansen with a new To Catch a Predator. you one ugly motherfucker.
0: <laughs> Uh-oh. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is, huh? Anybody? Come on, I know you could hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. You know what today is? It's Hump Day! Woohoo! How happy are people listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia? Happier than a person with a hump on their back. Listen live every Wednesday to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. Hump Day! To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Air Regardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Air Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and joining me via Skype, Mike Bain. Where is he? There he is. Or is it Michael? Do we like Michael or Mike?
3: Mike is fine.
0: Okay, that's Mike. Let me turn you up a little. I got some sound dishes with my dishes. There we go. Okay. <laughs> oh, <come on. laughs> so there we go, Mike. So how yeah. are you, Mike?
3: I like the applause.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello? Hey, I'm Celia. Oh, there he is. <laughs> I got a lot of my listeners going, Mike, 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 Mike. No, he's not related to Conrad or Barbara. Stop it. It's Maine. (laughs) My listeners are, uh, they like to chat it up. I'm not related
3: to the rich ones.
0: No, you're not related. Oh, no? You couldn't score that? No, not by any means. No. (laughs) So, Mike. I I got no rich relatives either. (laughs) So, Conrad Bain. Wait a minute. Conrad Bain. Who's Conrad Bain? Oh, Conrad Bain is Mr. Drummond.
3: Oh, I was just assuming they were. it was rich CEOs from Bain Corp. That I knew nothing about
0: <laughs> There's a Bain Corp?
3: Yeah, it's a uh, company that Romney used to be CEO of.
0: Oh. <laughs> I I didn't even know that. What do they do?
3: I, I don't know. They rob people's money.
0: Uh, oh, really? You're one of them? Uh, okay. No, it's, it's,
3: it's, a, it's a giant like financial company, from my understanding. I would just walk by and see their advertising and know that someone else was part of the, the Better Bain family. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they got the good genes. Yes. Yeah. It, it, Conrad Bain was from Different Strokes. He was Mr. Drummond.
3: All right. Yeah, he no, was. That, that, I, I never actually watched that one.
0: I don't know who Barbara, I don't know who Barbara Bain was. Uh, Barbara... I don't know. Anyway, I'm not going to listen to my listeners. I'm going to talk to you, Mike. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So uh, you're a comic in the Boston area, and we actually met each other a few times because um, we were uh, doing some work at the um, Dick Doherty, uh, the the Wolf Den, the Howling Wolf Den.
3: Yep.
0: Yeah. Over at the Comedy Den. Yeah. Uh, D- it's down. It's downstairs in the cellar from <laughs> from Howling Wolf. But yeah, it's 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 moon. a great room. Uh, have you been there recently?
3: Uh yeah, I was just there a couple weeks ago. I'm gonna be there this Saturday too.
0: Oh nice! <clears throat> so how long you been doing stand up, Mike? Because we 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 kind of know each other, but we only know each other from the two or three times I've uh, you know we bumped into each other. But I I admittedly don't know much about you as a comic, man.
3: Yeah, I've been doing it for I think six years now.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so out of the loop. This people, this I I wish I knew more people in the city, and I wish more no. people knew me. I guess
3: it's always where you, you sometimes you'll have comics who are in dif- different circles or, I mean, you work in different places and then you'll meet them like, Oh, you've been around forever. I just haven't <laughs> had a chance to work with you.
0: So now I actually, I got a clip of yours. You work uh, for Dick Doherty and you've been doing stuff at the studio as well.
3: Yeah. I, I work at the comedy studio, Nick's comedy stop. I was actually just over at Laugh Boston. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm pretty much all over the place.
0: Nice, and been doing it six years. So have you always been from Boston?
3: Yeah, I grew up here. I'm originally from South Boston. I lived in the city. I live in Jamaica Plain not, so I lived in the city my whole life.
0: Oh, he's moving up in the world, JP now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you well, know, yeah, it was tr- strangely enough. Actually, I, I I couldn't afford to live in Southie anymore, so now <laughs> I had to come here. It's kind of done like a tilt.
0: That's so weird. <laughs> You couldn't. You couldn't afford to live in South Boston, really.
3: Nope, there's not not a possibility. Oh, and, uh, gentrification.
0: Oh, and and one of my listeners already. His uh, this is Jay. Jay uh, Jay likes to stalk people, kind of. Um, he just went to one of YouTube videos. <laughs> he just YouTube.com user Mike Bain comedy. There you go. Yep,
3: that's and
0: me. and you know something. I'm gonna save. Uh, I'm gonna save Jay a little bit of trouble. Uh, if my, if you guys want to follow him, uh, it's very easy to find uh, to find Mike. Um, he's on Twitter at, and I gotta say, Twitter at at. Did I say at, yeah. at? I say he's on Twitter at at. <laughs> no, it doesn't even make sense to me. If you find him on Twitter, his his name is at Mike Bain Comedy. <laughs> I I, like I'm gonna say it twice because I'm like, oh, he's on he's on Facebook at. No, he's at is the first thing. So he's at Mike Bain Comedy. You can also follow him on Instagram, which I don't have an Instagram account. I don't know nothing about Instagram.
3: Yeah, I got dragged in a few months back. I'm 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 only twenty eight, but I'm pretty much an old man when it comes to technology.
0: <laughs> You're an old man. I'm like I I love Twitter, but Instagram just don't why don't I you? have no
3: excuse though. <laughs> yeah, but
0: why are you sending pictures, right? It's just pictures, right?
3: It's yeah, you can put up pictures, but it's um and then you—I mean—you can follow anyone, and they show up in your feed. And it's just—it kind of cuts out all the the dumb drivel. Uh, s- sometimes you just don't want to read stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so let me get this straight: Twitter's for people like to write. Instagram's for people like to watch.
3: Yeah, t- yeah. Anyone who has an iPhone who thinks they're an amazing photographer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you have an iPhone? I
3: like it. I like it because I can take pictures of like a ridiculous incident and then prove it. And no one has to say, I don't think that happened.
0: (laughs) What? See, now I have to follow you on Instagram, but to follow you, I'd have to be a member though, right?
3: Yeah, it's not. It's pretty easy to set up. I mean, I tolerate it a lot more. I like it a lot more than Twitter or Facebook, mainly because I don't end up having to read someone. Bitching and moaning or complaining about something. There, there isn't as much. There's no people arguing about politics on Instagram. Ah,
0: yeah, that'll do it. You know, that'll do it.
3: Pictures of uh, cats and cheesecake.
0: <laughs> I send my wife cat videos. I send her this cat video today. She actually. My wife sees a cat video, she loses her shit. She's just <laughs> So, and if I saw a cat, if I showed her pictures of cats with cheesecake, there'd be no talking to her. She'd be over. Um, and so I you know, I can give out the uh Facebook too. Actually, it's Mike Bain Comedy at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So there you yep. go. Uh here's a little bit of life advice from my brother. Um, don't Snapchat your ass to your boss. <laughs> Do that shit in person. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, so you can follow them that way. That's the free stocking as I like to do it. So Mike, tell us a little about, uh, a little about you as a comic. Um, and I, this is a weird thing. It's a weird question. And I, I hate being asked the question, but I love asking the question. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like, it's ridic- like, why would I ask questions that I hate? Um, a lot of times people say, what's your comedy like? What's your style of comedy? So I'm going to ask you a question like that, but I'm going to change it up a little bit. What I'm going to say is what do you like talking about in your act?
3: Uh, I like telling a lot of stories, funny things that I've lived through or gone through, or just observations about, I don't know, ridiculous things we do as a as a species, or that I've done as a person.
0: <laughs> I, I actually love your uh, you you. And there were a couple bits that I saw on YouTube that I did not hear before, and we're gonna play. Uh, we're gonna play in one on one of the Shh. breaks. But some of them, fuck man, funny, funny guy. Thank you. So so you like just it's like observational stuff and just kind of hanging out
3: yeah i'd say so because there's always that point where someone i would tell friends or someone i work with i'm a comedian they're like oh tell me a joke and i'm like no it's (laughs) not i'm not roddy dangerfield i don't have 300 jokes i wish i was i don't know how those guys remember that many jokes i (laughs) mine just run a lot longer
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) well you're a storyteller so it's much different you can't just open up and tell a you know it's
3: a different style
0: You may have like one or two, but you must have like a quick 10, 20 second bit. Yeah, I
3: do. Or I mean, I just take bigger bits and I chop them up. Nice. When you're trying to make a a tight five, you have to shorten everything.
0: So do you just work mostly around the Boston area? Do you travel around as well?
3: I mostly work uh, in the Boston area. Sometimes I've done some shows in uh, Connecticut, occasionally southern New Hampshire, but mostly Boston. Um, Yeah. Like I said, I live in the city, so it's a lot easier for me to do stuff locally around here
0: traveling uh, well i mean you've been doing it six years so at this point you might want to venture out you know wh- oh yeah
3: no wh- i i do i mean um i go to worcester and uh, rhode island whenever i can
0: <laughs> no I, mean, I, meant, I'm, I'm, I, I meant that in new england
3: <laughs> well <laughs> that's what i was leading up to uh, i thought it was i've gone you know, as far I'm, as worcester
0: <laughs> um, I, I turned I, around
3: ideally uh like to start you know taking uh the bus down to new york for a weekend and uh, yeah really reaching out to Re- reaching out there because I've uh I've lived in Boston my whole life and to me it's just a small town you know, and uh you know I I need like a real city feel where I can you know be lost and no one will notice me
0: yeah New York is something real special it's uh, I was very lucky that uh my wife used to live in New York when I met her and just going down there just either driving or taking the bus and just kind of hanging out in New York and. It's great if you got enough money to kind of deal with that, but it's yeah, it's, that's it's very that's pricey.
3: What is that New York's more expensive than it's ever been? So if I go down, I got to make sure I'm uh, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> i get some some money to spend.
0: Well, would you move there permanently?
3: Uh, I obviously I'd, I'd feel it out first. Ideal. I'd, I'd eventually like to move there. <sighs> definitely, I've uh, definitely like to move somewhere new. I think I'd like New York a lot better than L.A. Hmm.
0: Yeah, you, I know lived, what, you can't be a comic I lived for a
3: couple months in San Diego, and so, Southern California is nice, but I don't know if I'm cut out for it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. Well, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a different kind of attitude. It is. Or lack thereof. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's a lot of comics who went to LA, and then they come back in three years and go, what the fuck? What did I do that for?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, you, I can definitely see that. I mean, I was... Um, San Diego was like a, a smaller scene than uh, LA. think you get big, you just go to LA, but it's a different, uh, it's definitely a different vibe. People, well, um,
0: well, in, LA, like, you know, they might in LA, they only have like really two clubs, maybe three. They got the store, yeah. the laugh factory, um, and then I think the improv. Mm-hmm. And then, those are then they got a ton of little things, but it's much, I found it, and I was out in LA for a little bit, you know, I ventured out there a few times. And I found it being a comic in LA is very different than being a comic in New York. I mean it's really it's yeah. harder to be a comic in LA because there's no real clubs. There's there's plenty of industry, but it's not the same kind of industry.
3: Yeah, like, you end up driving everywhere to every gig and you are driving you know two hours to go to some little bar gig where uh New York everything's on top of each other. You can do yeah. six different things in one night.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you can just take some trains right across. Oh no, I love the trains. Oh, I miss the trains. Oh, I miss the trains. The trains here suck. If you I ever-
3: can I can attest to that. I take uh <laughs> I take the train everywhere I go to my shows and it work, so I'm I'm well aware with the awfulness of the MBTA. Do you have a car? Uh yeah. Well I mean I I do, but I often share with my girlfriend. Uh, needs it for work, but I usually just take the train. I, I'd prefer to take the train. I hate driving.
0: Really? I oh, yeah. I see. I love, my, I love my, I love cars so much. I bought two.
3: <laughs> no, because then I get on the train and then I every time I'm in traffic and someone cuts me off, I have like a, a meltdown. <laughs> I'm just like, well, if I go on the train, I just put in my headphones and I sit there and then I get off my stop.
0: <laughs> right. I don't have to true. yell at
3: anyone. I don't have to scream.
0: <laughs> yeah. But the train's expensive though.
3: It's, uh, yeah, it's gotten more expensive. Although my, my girlfriend's a student and she has, her school gives her a monthly
0: pass. <laughs> hold, on, dial, so. hold on a second. Your girlfriend's a student. Yeah. How old is she?
3: She's 22. What? <laughs> yeah. She's 22. I'm 28. Wow.
0: How's that working out?
3: It's pretty good. It was, I mean, we've been dating for at least three years. So when we first met, uh,
0: Oh, she, she, she was
3: younger. So it was difficult, but, uh,
0: yeah,
3: I usually, I've never really dated anyone younger than me, but you just kind of, one of those things you fall into. That's
0: true. She was, wait a minute. You've been dating for three years and she's, yeah. So she was, well, she was 18. So Yep. Wow. Wow. Good for you. But yeah. her
3: family likes me. So I, I
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: good.
0: obviously you're still breathing. So it's working out fine. Didn't <laughs> know. Uh, what does she do? just that she's a student she, what she ma- what's your major at
3: northeastern and she's an entomologist uh, which means she studies insects
0: no i know that <laughs> i well, know and, i just doing a few lists my my listener yeah they go entomology yeah she is study of human beings no that's anthropology <laughs> yeah there's ent i always got them confused entomology and entomology mm-hmm. and entomology... I don't know the difference. Entomology is insects. But what is yeah. entomology? I have no idea. Yeah, see, I thought entomology was about ants. <laughs> no, I, just, I went to a fucking vocational school, cut me a break, would you?
3: Yeah, I went I went to UMass and I took my my bullshit biology course was entomology. So I used I learned that way. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now, I know at some point my listener is going to put in the difference between entomology and entomology. So before they do that, uh, (laughs) Mike, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, sure. Jack, Jack Hodgkins is an entomologist oh, they're t- doing bones I'm not going to talk about that I don't know what's going on uh, but Mike we're going to play we're going to take a break and we come back I'm going to play a little game with you because I know there's a little bit of a mean streak in you that I've seen in your act <laughs> you seem kind of nice now but we're going to come back we're going to test your mean streak uh, and that's what we're going to do and come back ladies and gentlemen you are listening to Radio Irregardless we'll be right back The Arabic weather report is brought to you by V8. Make sure you pick up enough V8 for Ramadan. You don't want to say, oh, I could have jihad a V8. I hope you're all enjoying this Arab spring. Temperatures will remain cool tonight and there will be no ISIS on the road <laughs> because it's too warm. But really, be careful. It's pretty dangerous out there. Tomorrow is throwback Thursday where we all wish we were back in Palestine. This has been the Arabic weather report.
1: Hi there, this is Cheryl Fay, and you're listening to Radio Irregardless with my friend Mark Scalia.
0: And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, Mark Scalia, and still on the Skype line, Mike Bain, very funny comic, and uh, moving up in the world, now living in JP. So, <laughs> and he's taking the trains all around. But... Mike, um, I I actually like your act. You 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 seem like a nice guy right now. You're kind of quiet. He's like, you know, I'm even keeled. I'm just living the thing. I'm just doing my thing. But on your when you do it in your act, um, you're very cynical, especially for somebody who's 28. You get a yeah, lot of zinging I, cynicisms. I
3: I got I got cynical when I was 22. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got an early jump on that one. Good. I don't know how.
0: Good. So, so here's what we're going to do, because you are cynical. I'm going to play a game with you called If You Can't Say Something Nice.
3: If you can't say something nice.
0: You
2: warthog-faced buffoon. Don't say nothing at all.
0: Yes. Now, this is a game where I play a uh, sound clip of a, uh, part from a movie where somebody's insulting somebody else, and you have to only guess the movie, not the actor, not the, not the, uh, not the character, just the movie. So how good are you at movies, Mike?
3: I think I'm pretty good. I've watched my fish here. I'm definitely, I, I love going to movies. I actually just went today. What'd you to say? I saw the new Mad Max movie.
0: Everybody says it's fantastic.
3: It was amazing. Oh. It was everything I wanted in a movie. Really? It was, it, it, it was literally two and a half hours of nonstop action, just insane car chases, explosions, and bloodshed.
0: Cool. So, it so, I may go see that this weekend. Or I thought
3: it was better than any of the original trilogy. It was, really? it was amazing.
0: And how is Char- like I heard Charlene Theron is like the 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 lead in this essentially.
3: Yeah, she kinda is. Max kinda takes a, a second there, or his character is very quiet. He's like the stoic wanderer, whereas <laughs> she's the um essentially the main protagonist. But they both play off each other and she was amazing. Um I can't remember the actor who played Max was, but he was amazing too.
0: Yeah, he's the guy. He's the guy who actually plays Bane from Batman series. Oh, I
3: was, that's what, who I recognize. That's who one.
0: he is. He's the Batman. <laughs> he also played. Um, uh, he's been in a bunch of movies. He was in Star Trek Insurrection. Uh, he was in Inception, uh, and I'm drawing a blank at his name. My brother probably knows him quick. Can to write that down? Anyway, um, where was I? I fucking totally blanked. Out. Oh, the director. Wait. The director of this Max film, I guess he's like in his seventies, and he did the other ones. Yeah, Miller. Right, but you know what else? What other movies he did? Babe. Did he really? (laughs) Babe, fucking Babe. That was that
3: that was another fantastic movie. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Do you know what? And what was the other movie he did? Um, uh, not just Babe. There was another movie too. Um, it's another kids movie. He just (laughs) he goes from fucking Mad Max to Babe. (laughs) What? It's just fucking crazy.
3: That's a great list of achievements. I still I like Babe. Babe's a classic. Yeah. I I was uh, I was one of those ones whenever I had a teacher in in middle school who didn't want to deal with us, they should just pull out the TV and put that on. <laughs> it was quiet time for so we, a few hours. We,
0: we never got film day. We what we No,
3: would. I I went to a I went to some really crappy schools and uh so I had a lot of that.
0: Just bouncing around a lot.
3: No, I just – I'm I'm a product of the Boston public school system, and they're nothing to write home about. So I've just had my fair share of <laughs> shitty teachers.
0: Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to – I'm sorry about the teachers, but it because maybe they wa- made you watch a lot of films, um, this may actually play in your advantage. Now, Pretend- here, here's the thing, Mike. You and I are speaking uh, almost directly, almost instantaneously, even though you're through Skype, but we're speaking almost instantaneously. My listeners are listening on a slight delay, anywhere between 3 to 5 to 8 seconds. So the disadvantage they have is that they have a delay. Your disadvantage is there's more of them than of you. Currently, there are nine of these uh, insane people listening, and on my website, there are another two. So uh, so there's a total of about 11 people uh, currently listening live. Um, and um, unless my anal- – oh my, an- actually, you know something, I'm probably wrong because my analytics are a little off. So, But the ones that I recognize, uh, they can chat in, and they can say, hey, you know, the, the answer. So here's the thing. If you know the answer, you just blurt it out. You can just tell me. But they have to type it in, so it takes them a little all more time right. too. So um, here's the first one. The, they run from seven, uh, seven, four, and three seconds, and they're all – Probably fairly easy recognizable film. So, if you're ready, Mike, here's the first, and I'll play it again if you want to. Here's the first one.
2: This is Egyptian cotton, motherfucker. You wouldn't know Egyptian cotton if Pharaoh himself sent it to you, your knockoff wearing motherfucker. Ah, <laughs> oh,
0: shit. You get the yeah, actor. This is Egyptian cotton. No, not You
2: wouldn't know Egyptian cotton if Pharaoh himself sent it to you, your knockoff wearing motherfucker.
3: Ah.
0: But it is Sam Jackson.
3: Is it Jackie Brown?
0: No, but you're in that line. Nobody's uh, typed it in yet, so you still have a shot. Uh, I'll play it one more time. This
2: is Egyptian cotton, motherfucker. You wouldn't know Egyptian cotton if Pharaoh himself sent it to you, you knockoff wearing motherfucker.
0: So it is Sam Jackson. I'll give you that one. I know that. It's not Snakes on a Plane. No fucking guys. Every time it's Sam Jackson's Plane, my brother goes, it's Snakes on a fucking Plane. It was Snakes on a Plane. I would just say Snakes on a fucking Plane. It's a one-titled movie. A one-word title, I should say. One-word title. Uh, And it was technically a remake. It was a reboot, technically. It
3: was an earlier movie? Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of... I feel like he see Sam Jackson's one of those guys who cusses in every single role he's in. Yeah. I feel so trying to run the list.
0: My brother got it.
3: It
0: is is (laughs) shaft.
3: I didn't I didn't know he was in a remake of it.
0: Oh yeah. (laughs) Shut your mouth. (laughs) It's like the coolest fucking intro ever
3: movies I somehow
0: missed under the radar. Well, I mean, the entire... All right, uh, well, <laughs> that was yeah. So you got one wrong, so unfortunately, I got to play you this. That ain't right. Ah, you got one wrong. So the audience has one, and you have none. So here's your time to come back. Here we go. It's still snakes on a plane, my brother says. Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? That one's classic.
3: Oh, um... Back to the future. It is
0: Back to the Future. That is correct. That's right. Now it's all tied up. There we go. One apiece. And the audience is still in the dust. They'll be hearing the the third one uh, in about a minute. So here's the last one. This one's tricky. This one's very tricky. It was a big chick flick movie. It was a big chick flick. Well, Chris, you got it, but you got it late. Here we go. Uh, Here we go.
2: You gum-faced, blown-up, baboon-ass bastard. (laughs) Ah, fuck. It's tough. You gum faced blown up baboon ass bastard.
0: I'll give you some more hints. Um Kathy Bates was in it, but that's that was not her speaking. It's not mean girls. <laughs>
3: Kathy Bates. It's an older movie. It's
0: an older movie, yes. Uh, you could you could eat fried them. green tomatoes. Fried green tomatoes. Are you shitting me? Where would that come from?
3: That is correct. I watched that movie with my mother when I was a kid. <laughs>
0: wow, you're making me feel old. You fuck.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Is the last thing I can remember her in was the uh, movie with Jack Nicholson Where she got naked in the hot tub.
0: Oh, you well. She- <laughs> She was in a bunch of different movies. I'm trying to think of the movie that my wife and I watched recently. Kathy Bates was in. It. The movie was fucking horrible. And Kathy Bates was the only redeeming quality in it. And she had a, such I a small role. I didn't
3: think it at all. That <laughs> was, was a painful experience as a kid.
0: What, watching Fried Green Tomatoes? Yeah,
3: I was one of those. I Normally, I'd just stay up with my dad once my mom went to sleep. And he'd be like, whatever you, don't tell anyone. I let you watch this. And that's when I watch all the Rated R movies yeah. and action flicks with them. <laughs>
0: I watch fried green tomatoes with my ex-fiance. <laughs> uh, it's you know it's like my god, fried fucking green tomatoes. Let's talk about you know being mistreated, and then a guy will kill, and we can kill a guy and get away with it, and then we'll eat him.
3: <laughs> I forgot they eat him in
2: the end. They do they eat him a-
0: in the end. Well, it's, you know I'd rather watch Shaft. <laughs> now of course my brother said, um, uh, let's say my brother said fried green tomatoes. I te- I typed it before he said it. Yes, Chris, you're on a delay. That's the disadvantage. The ruling is Mike wins. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take our third and final break, and uh, we're going to play a little clip from Mike, uh, Michael Bain coming in the uh, the third segment. And I'm going to tabulate the scores and find out. But I think I think you won, Mike. Actually, you know something, you did win. So here's what I'm going to play you.
2: I did it!
0: You're listening to Radio regardless. We'll be right back. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Air Regardless hotline at 978 219
2: 9294. Not too long ago, a commercial came out. This commercial, is, some of you may have seen, is an advertisement for hybrid cars. And in the commercial, it starts off with a polar bear in the Arctic who walks down through Canada, through the woods, down a highway, and he eventually ends up in suburbia where he hugs a guy watching his Prius. Isn't is that some happy horse shit? <laughs> now, I'm not against saving the environment. I want to help the environment. I'm just against smug douchebags who think they're better than you because they can afford a hybrid. <clears throat> All right? I would drive a hybrid if you could get late driving one. All right? Now, and on the topic of bears or animals I don't like in general, the hell with panda bears too. All right? Because everyone wants to save the pandas. All right? And I I don't get pandas. You're a bear, you're supposed to be a tough animal, but you eat bamboo. There's no more bamboo for the pandas to eat. And it's like, yo, you're a bear. Why don't you eat people? You're in China, there's only a billion and a half of (laughs) them.
0: And you're back at Radio Air Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was Michael Bain talking about his loathing of polas, pola and panda bears.
3: <laughs> it's funny because I, I just read an article yesterday that explained that pandas uh, actually don't have the stomach bacteria designed to eat. Uh, bamboo. Bamboo or plants. They don't. That's why they, <laughs> yeah. So they basically just eat all day and spend the rest of the day just Fodding and sleeping.
0: Right, it's the the bear, and they got the canine teeth, and they eat bamboo, and they don't have stomachs that. So you don't even understand why they fucking eat the bamboo.
3: I think they just got lazy. <laughs> like, they were like, well. We could hunt shit, but then I mean the bamboo is just sitting there.
0: Right, and I don't. I mean, I, I don't even know if the bambo if the pandas have ever attacked a person. Like here, we got black bear attacks and grizzlies and brown bears and and polar bears are just fucking completely vicious. But fucking you know, fucking panda bears. When's the last time you like, heard a panda bear attack?
3: I don't think I've ever heard. I, I feel like panda bears are just taking the uh, the route that people will, where we eat increasingly processed food that we can't
0: handle, but it's just there and it's easy. (laughs) Humans are becoming panda bears because we're just, we're just eating stuff we can't digest anymore.
3: (laughs) I I know that my stomach can't handle Doritos, but sometimes (laughs) I still put them in there.
0: (laughs) I fucking love Doritos, man. Oh my God. I don't care what they put in them. I love fucking Doritos, man. Well, I don't love fucking Doritos, but I love Doritos. I love eating Doritos, really. Uh, so uh, so you won the game. So you got bragging rights. So here's what we're going to do. Um... We got. Oh, I just found... There we go. There we go. I almost lost my whole thing. Um, So here's what we're going to do, Mike. We're going to shoot this shit a little bit more. Um, And I like to ask this of all my guests on the show, whether they're actors or uh, directors, filmmakers, comics, perform whatever they are. I always love to ask them the three questions that I find the most enjoyable. Uh, Tell me and my listening audience, if you would, about your first time on stage, your best time on stage, and then, of course, your worst time on stage. And please do it in that order. Because the worst story is always the funniest.
3: <laughs> okay, uh, my first time on stage was at a a club that no longer exists. It was on Boylston called the Vault.
0: Oh, the Vault. It yeah. was
3: like Dick Doherty's old place, and I had I remember I I was unemployed at the time I was sitting around watching Comedy Central, and I saw some alt hipster comic, and I was like, I'm funnier than this guy, and I think that's how everyone starts. So I finally <laughs> went down, signed up for an open mic brought a couple people and no one, they didn't believe, they didn't think I would do it. And then I did it. I didn't really have any jokes. I didn't do too bad. I kind of just talked about losing my virginity <laughs> to a really, really uh, fat older woman. And how uh, <laughs> oh, she peed on my floor before leaving. What? And so it was, it was, <laughs> it was eventful. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's
0: not, I laugh because it's not very dissimilar from um, my first time. Uh,
3: I think I <laughs> I, uh, I was a late bloomer. I didn't I didn't lose my virginity till like I was twenty one or twenty
0: two. Wow! So I was just that is late.
3: I was like I felt like it was when, you know when when everyone gets around you and uh, gets in your head, you, you tell yourself you have to do something, and then you do it. and You're like that wasn't uh that wasn't what I thought it would be. No, uh, <laughs> definitely should have definitely should have waited. <laughs> it's, like, it's like when you you drive by restaurants and you stop at the first one. And then the food's awful, and you just have buyer's remorse for the rest of the night.
0: (laughs) I've never heard it described like that before.
3: (laughs) I think that's (laughs) – at least from my experience. Oh, wow.
0: Weren't you in Uh, love? Weren't you in love as a a man?
3: uh, Nope. Nope. I certainly not. It was – she was 10 years older than me and turned out to have a kid and a husband, too, who she was separated from. I was like, I'll just – (laughs)
0: <laughs> this is like the better. This is better than the start than the. St- and you told all this on stage.
3: Yeah, I, I definitely I told every bit of it. Of course Because <laughs> uh, I was I was like, what? I kind of just wanted to, to tell something embarrassing and ridiculous <laughs> that I had to get it out of the way, so I know no, I could talk about other stuff. You
0: Can only go up from there. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. There was no. There was no. Uh, I was just the bluest one on the show, so I had nothing to
0: to live up to. So that's usually I go. Oh, what a nice story! But I'm like, okay.
3: <laughs> so no, that, no, I definitely went in. I just hopped in. Yeah, like I felt like it's like comedy must have been like, uh, you know, when you're going swimming, it's better to just get it over with quick. Yeah, in the
0: cold. Yeah, you kind of you know, I kind of eased into mine. It, it you know, to each his own. So that works. So you've been doing it six years. So now, please, if you would tell us your best time on stage thus far, or set uh, one of several best stories
3: um i've had i mean it's it's, it's that's a tough one because sometimes some of my best shows have been like small shows where you get like a great crowd but they're really yeah. into it yeah that's but fun. i think one of my my favorite ones was i mean i got to open for don my rare about a month ago and he was just fantastic we were laughing it was you know a few hundred people and just just being in that kind of environment was just exhilarating
0: it, well, I I've actually worked with Dom, and he is very very funny. He he
3: was just such an he was constantly funny. He was just such a nice guy.
0: Yeah, he's so, a you know, totally nice guy.
3: With a professional like that was just fantastic. Did you
0: got Did you do one show with him, or were there two that night?
3: No, we ended up doing um four shows.
0: No, oh my god. And,
3: uh, yeah, and then Jonathan Katz actually made an appearance and did, did a few sets.
0: Wow. Oh, so that's, a, that's a really good that's a great story no yeah it was fantastic uh it was it was so
3: much fun the crowds ended up being great and uh because jonathan was like uh where they were keeping him a secret to the end and i didn't even know who it was going to be until i showed up for the show
0: <laughs> have you worked with jonathan Katz before
3: no i hadn't i mean i just knew of his show um you know therapist dr Katz. yep dr but Katz. or uh You know, really, I never had the chance to to work with him or even see him live.
0: Yeah, he's, he's again, he's a really nice guy, really fun guy to work with. So you've told us your first story about getting on stage for the first time. The best story, which is like the pinnacle of where you are. Now, of course, if you would, tell us your worst story. All
3: right. Um, (laughs) I'll just say that I was in, I don't want to say the club name or anything, but not that it was against them. It just turned out to be a shitty show. But I was out in Worcester, and um, for those listening, there are certain places that uh, comedy is not at its peak at, and I'd say (laughs) Worcester's one of them. Uh, uh, Like When I first started, I actually, uh, I don't know if you mind me saying this, but I I was doing some stuff with Tony V, and he said there are a few places that that just don't deserve comedy because they just don't get it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And he said, "The city of Worcester, the entire state of Rhode Island." Yeah, and I, him,
0: I will agree with him about Rhode Island.
3: <laughs> I reminded him of chickapee and he was like, "Oh yeah, chickapee too."
0: But really, I um, see I loved chickapee
3: I think he just meant the hukilau uh, in particular. <laughs> yes. Yeah. which can be.
0: But yeah, I that can be hit or miss.
3: I was in um. <laughs> I was in uh like so, so. Worcester can have some rougher crowds and. Well, when you start out as a comic, you have to do a lot of stuff for stage time. So a lot of times you end up working the door. uh, At this place, I was seating people. I was taking their money. I was the host. I was working the door. I was setting up. I was basically like doing everything. Hmm. And on this particular night, um, it didn't start out great because a bunch of drunk college kids came and they had tickets for the wrong night. But I was like, oh, what the hell? They already had tickets. Tickets They couldn't hurt the show and and i they ended up being <laughs> the least bad people in the show because <laughs> what what ended up happening was uh another woman and the worst people i've ever had at shows have always been older middle-aged usually in their 50s uh, you know drunk mm-hmm. uh professionals i don't know what it is they're always the rudest. They're always the most entitled. They're always the ones who disrupt the show. It makes the energy better for the comedian and for the show as a whole. And one woman who was older had an issue with this. And she kept insisting that she's sitting back. And I said, no, please, just sit up front. And then she she insisted that i buy her a shot to make her sit up front and i just kept ignoring her and throughout the show she got she didn't have much but she got completely wasted and would occasionally i'd look over and she just she'd be mimicking me and then she walked by me just to flip me off as she stumbled by and began just screaming like at the top of her lungs in the middle of like the headliner set and so i'm also i'm the bouncer but you know i'm like i <laughs> I'm trying to run a show. I've driven in two hours in traffic for five minutes of stage time. I'm yeah. not. I'm not fighting anyone. And I've had. I've had times where I've asked people to sit out there, and they've just said no. And I'm like, oh, please sit up. And like, no. And I'm like, all right. I guess you're not sitting there. But I, she was at the same time. This was going on. I sat a couple. Uh, they were an old, older lesbian couple, probably in their early fifties up front and they got wasted also. And one of the women was lifting up her shirt and just flashing the entire audience. What? And her tits drooped down to like her belly button. And like the nipples were like facing down to the ground. It was not.
0: <laughs> Nobody was, needed that. Nobody needed it, any of that.
3: I, I just had to, exp- this is what I'm seeing. And, and I'm like, I, I have to go deal with that. I don't know how to deal with that. And they began screaming and yelling. And, like, the entire audience is just, like, the headliner is trying to get through his set. I'm trying to quiet people. No one's listening to me. The drunk college kids are yelling about uh, the older woman's tits. Uh, the, that other woman is screaming in the back. It's just mayhem. Every, the other people, like, kick them out. I want my money back. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. Uh, and finally, the one of the lesbian women gets up and she, like, I'm trying to, she hits the headliner off the back of the head oh. for the menu. What? and I, i'm finally like okay that you, you assaulted the act i have to throw you out there's nothing yeah and meanwhile i would i've been trying to get the waitresses to stop giving them drinks and I'm like oh well just give them watered down drinks and i'm like no just don't give them any <laughs> and so i'm like you have to leave and her girlfriend or i don't know maybe wife is in my face like screaming there's like spit flying from her mouth like hitting me in the face like oh, i'm not fucking leaving and i'm like oh please lady just leave And I'm the only like this is in the middle of the audience and like headliners like, get her out of here, I'm trying I'm like, I can't move her. And meanwhile her other her the woman who had hit the headliner is rushing towards the stage. He's like, You hit me with a menu, and she's like, No, I didn't. And he's like, There's fifty people here, and they all saw you. And finally, the the club like the guy who owned the restaurant the club was in, like, was like, You have to leave and they left. And Finally, the show like stops, and uh, we didn't get through much of it. And the waitresses are immediately pissed off at me because I didn't tell them the show was ending, and they didn't get to put the checks out, Uh, and they didn't get get tipped enough. So everyone is completely furious. People like, "I want refunds," and I'm like, "Look, I don't know how to. You got to talk to the office. I'm just, I'm just a guy trying to do a little bit of stage (laughs) time." Um.
1: And, and then just, and I get
3: calls from the owners, like "What happened? What's going on out there?" And they, they want every detail. I want to know if if a comedian sent them off. They want to know, and I'm like, I don't want to, you know, get a, in, in a way of anything. I, I don't know what to say. I'm trying to stay on everyone's good sides. And meanwhile, I've to put it like I've had issues, you know, before with this because I once, hmm. while running a show at the same spot, had someone take a dump on the bathroom floor. And like the bathroom door opens up into the room, and I'm like, I just smelt it, and oh my gosh. some like just to, But anyway, I finally after that, I'm I'm like miserable. Everyone is like yelling at me, and I go to drive home on the Mass Pike, and I go in the wrong direction, and I don't realize it about <laughs> ten minutes. And this is when the exits get really big. So I realize <laughs> I'm stuck and I get like 16 miles and I have to get off it. Uh, I don't know whatever the exit was for Amherst around oh. Springfield and then drive back home. Oh. And it's late. It's like midnight on a Saturday. It's later. And I'm just I I did one of those things where I had to get off of the exit and go through the toll and then turn around. And it was one guy working a booth just both sides and drive back on again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mike, I got to tell you, I've had a lot of comics get on this show. A lot of people, a lot of performers that might be the best fucking story ever. (laughs) That might be the, that may be the best story, the, the, the best worst story I've ever fucking heard.
3: (laughs) Yeah. It was one of those things, you know, like when like everything bad happens and you're like, this can't get any worse. And then it happens, and you just have to laugh.
0: Then it gets worse.
3: Like, you just, you just, I have to laugh, or oh. else I'm just going to punch a window.
0: I don't know what I'm going to do. That's so fucking funny. Oh, my God. So, Mike, speaking of bad gigs, where are you going to be this weekend? Anything you want to promote? To tell my listeners where you're going to be or anything coming up. What do you oh, got? Yeah, sure.
3: Friday, Friday, I'm going to be at the Comedy Studio. That's in Harvard Square in Cambridge. Uh, shows at 8. And then Saturday, I will be at the Comedy Den. Which is on High Street. Um, uh, it's beneath Hall at the Moon, which is r- right near South Station on the outskirts of Faneuil Hall, financial district. Show it starts at uh, seven thirty. It's gonna be a pretty great show.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Bain, everybody. Hey, Mike, thanks so much for being a part of the show, and uh, I'll see you around the playground, my friend. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. All right, take care. That was Mike Bane, everybody. So funny. Just a fucking somebody took a shit on the floor. That's just, I don't know what the fuck is going on, my friend. So, hey. so, ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, it's been a fun, a fun show. Uh, we'll be back again next week. But let me just tell you where I'm gonna be, my my wonderful uh, comedy career. Uh, Friday night, actually, more more at accurately, Friday morning at one o'clock in the morning, I'll be doing a high school lock-in at Bridgewater, Mass. I was there last year and uh, we did it for the seniors and. A lot of comics won't do it because it's an uncontrolled environment, but I had a fucking blast when I was there. And uh, I'm looking forward to being there again. Saturday night, I will be at the Gold Room in Portland, Maine. So if you want to come up, come up and see me. And as always, if you want to be a sponsor a guest, do a funny promo, a commercial, whatever you want to do, just email me at radioaregardless at gmail.com or even call the hotline, 978-219-9294. Next week, my guest is to be determined because I'm working on somebody fantastic. But hey, guys, have a great week. We'll see you all next week. Enjoy. This has been Radio Air Regardless, hosted by Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Air Regardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live from Salem, Massachusetts via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests, courtesy of Skype, and all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Air Regardless theme music, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises, and copyrighted 2015. Thank you for listening. And finally,
3: anyone who uses the terms irregardless, a whole nother, or all of the sudden, shall be sent to a work camp.